time heals all wounds. How many times have I heard that? Cliche, cliche, but it rings true. Rolls off the tongue like cold hard facts. More cliches, I'm on a roll. Two steps forward and three steps back. I'm off the pace in the rear. Tank is empty, but the chase is dear. Steeped in this fear while my heart quickens. Gaze at my wrist, clock stopped, tired from all the ticking. Time heals all wounds. Time better hurry up and get on with it. Cause I don't think I'll make it much longer sitting with feelings cast on the dark side of blue. Just when I'm about to give up on time, the seconds speed up and they fly by, casting a brighter sheen on this clock face of time. Today we'll talk about that old adage, time heals all wounds. It sounds cliche, and we don't really want to hear it when we are in the throes of emotional pain but its role in helping to put some distance between our feelings and mindset in times of struggle and the way forward out of those uncomfortable feelings is huge. Time is intimately tied to recovery. It's tied to perspective and ultimately growth after struggle. I also like to think about how the person saying time heals all wounds to us is really trying to comfort us. Maybe they haven't found the right words at the right time, but they cared enough to try. It's powerful, and it shows that they care for you. I'm Jill Hodge, writer and host of Let the Verse Flow, a bi-weekly personal growth podcast where I share my special mixtape of stories, poems, and music that's designed to help you turn your struggles into strength. It's a new brand of self-improvement. The opinions I express here are my own and not a substitute for professional help. If you need someone to talk to, please reach out to a mental health professional. Now, sit back and relax and listen to my reflections from the bright side of the bee. Have you ever had that feeling right before you go on vacation that something could go wrong? It's a few days before you're about to leave and you're packing and planning and plotting for good times. But somewhere in the back of your mind, something's not right. Something could go terribly wrong. Or worse yet, something might happen to you. You might get sick. Someone might call with bad news. You might miss your flight. I get these thoughts before my one big vacation of the year. That might be part of the problem there, but... (laughs) You know, I've researched this vacation to death, planned out this packed itinerary with tons of adventures, um, while, you know, saying to myself that I'll make sure to get some rest. Oh, yes, I'll plan some rest and relaxation somewhere in there. Um, isn't there a slot on page three of my itinerary? Yeah, let's put rest in there. But right before I'm set to leave, I sometimes have those thoughts of dread and worry. I push them aside and tell myself that I'm worrying over nothing, and probably like 99.9% of the time, that's true. Why do I do that? Why is it that the things that we worry about almost never come true? 
while the things we never imagined could or should happen, those are the things that do happen. Those curveballs cause the most pain. They can interrupt our vision for happiness and peace, especially if we are clinging on tight to the idea that happiness is an external state and controlled by external factors. If we believe that things around us make us happy, more than internal factors, like our mindset and self-talk, we can hand over our happiness to circumstance and chance. That won't work. Yet without some of this pain, I don't think we would relish the good times as much. You know, with those cocktails with a view that we're dreaming about, you know, hit as sweetly if we hadn't had the rough times at work those past few months. I don't think so. While I'm on vacation, you can usually find me in the water. If I get my way, I'm snorkeling several times a day for hours. While I'm there chasing octopuses, and if you don't know me by now, um, they are my favorite animal. I'm chasing octopuses, I'm chasing parrotfish and other assorted beauties. I take rests from time to time to float above and just listen to my breath through the snorkeling mask in the tube, that peaceful in and out. And over the last few years, I've learned to be as mindful as possible so that I can take that experience and tuck it away in my sensory memory system. And then back at home, I can call up the image and feelings associated with those snorkeling sessions. I love them for sure, but I think I love them more because they aren't something I do every day. The scarcity of that pleasure is in fact woven into the depth of my experience. If I could go snorkeling every day year-round, I probably would be happier. Perhaps a little more pruney looking too, from spending so much time in the salt water. But eventually, I would find myself growing stale with snorkeling. I really, I can't imagine it now, but I think if it was a daily occurrence, I would. And so I must accept that some part of my pleasure and happiness in that moment is related to the juxtaposition between that happy state and my other not-so-happy ones. You know, it's yin and yang, good and bad, blessings and curses. We know opposites play out in our lives, and we go through periods of pain and trouble. And some days it's true torment and angst, and we don't know if we'll make it. We focus on the basics, the breath, food, water, getting from point A to point B. I've noticed that one of two things usually happen. See if you've experienced this too. Either something else shifts in the universe and the series of events that we were dealing with sort of realign or change in some way that eases up on the pain, or Time simply passes and we forget the strength of those bad feelings that we've had. We give them up and they don't return. Months later, we may think about them again, but time has created a safe distance. We can quickly put the memory out of our mind and move on. And in that way, time can be a great healer. That's why we've turned the phrase, time heals all wounds, into a cliché. We've said it over and over again, but it rings true. Time makes decisions for us by passing by and by bringing new options, new people, and new experiences into play. Do you know the band Green Day? 
This pop punk rock band is known for their frenetic pace and no holds bar energy, but the song Good Riddance is one of their softer songs, a ballad, and it captures the idea of time directing us. With a guitar and lovely violin in the background, Billy Joe, um, the lead singer, sings, quote, time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. And then there's mindfulness in this song, too, where he sings, quote, So take the photographs and still frames in your mind. Hang it on a shelf in good health and good time. The last line of the chorus you probably know, quote, I hope you had the time of your life. Have a listen. Head to the show notes for the season one, Let the Verse Flow uh, music video playlist on my YouTube channel. It's a great track. Before time ticks past and rescues us from our misery or directs our decisions, we must sit with the pain or struggle. We can also take action to try to change events or decide to wait for consequences to come forth. We may never be quite sure which action to take, but a transition usually has to happen and transitions can take some time. When you can look back at the painful time and not feel so much of the sting, you know that that particular pain won't hurt you again in quite the same way. And when good times come, you'll recognize them quickly, invite them eagerly into your life, count blessings over them, and relish the joyful feelings. But can you have those deep, joyful moments without the sorrowful ones? Is today's joy wrapped up in some way in yesterday's sorrow? That's what this poem is about. I call this poem Prickly Dark Pins. Yesterday was dark, I couldn't see through, red velvet blinders blocking my view. Cursing the world, questioning fate, the raven swoops in, unrest, half past and late. Talons grasp on, tears scatter like dewdrops on petals at dawn. The well runs dry, the breath replies, deep, heavy sighs. A tale of woe, it's time to tell. Woe is here, it tells a tale. But Mount Everest, never asked to be scaled. Should I, should I, should I do this? Gravity pulls down to the abyss. Never did I ask, hoping for certain, choking on facts. Another day passes, new trouble it's knocking. 
but slowly old torment is lulled to sleep. I'm rocking. Perspective is changing, widening like a river mouth. In the cold, dark water, troubled visions siphoned out. Clear pools, a new form they show. Ripples echo, an accordion flow. Bob at the top, a rising surprise. Agony dies, and in its place, an unimagined prize. I am master on a throne, and with each breath my world is changing from darkest blue to amber light and back again to good sweet night. I overturn the world. I did that. From torment to tranquil, had feelings and sat. Tomorrow's promise to keep, I'm not privy to. But in life's earthly spin, sage lessons are held tight by prickly dark pins. You can tell I love water. I'll take it in any form. Pools, oceans, hot showers, steam rooms, winding creeks. When I feel overwhelmed, I dream of water, and it soothes me. Do you have a sensory experience that calms you? or puts you in a mood where you can reflect on your life? I hope so. In this poem, time is the cool, dark water that changes my perspective. It's like the sensory experience overtakes the logical thinking mind, and thus the body is taken away to a more calm space. When I'm snorkeling, I listen to my breath go in and out through the breathing tube and follow along down below where these beautiful, odd, magical creatures swim past me. In these moments, we can be taken to another place, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and that distance gives us a breather from our problems. A good sensory experience like this can put enough space between you and your pain and your heart to help you see that these hard times are teaching you valuable lessons. You might like walking in snow and hearing the crunch of the snow beneath your feet, or driving in rain, dancing to beats with deep bass, or smelling a candle that perfumes the air in just the right way. When you have wounds to heal, look around for a pleasurable sensory experience to take you out of your present moment for just a bit. To get to life's lessons, we must weave through a forest of thorns, the prickly dark pins. The extremes here are uncomfortable, thrashing about the prickly pins, finding your way in the dark and hoping for it to end. Never knowing where or when the pain will stop and not being able to see a lesson at the end that's worthy of the sadness. But there's empowerment through pain, that feeling that you've mastered something, that you've lived through something that could have taken you down but didn't. Today, 
Give yourself some love for managing to fight through the prickly pins of life. Once you're through the forest of thorns, you will feel proud of yourself. Your first steps outside the dark forest will feel like heaven on earth. You will know the joy in part because you have known the sorrow. You have journeyed through it and come out on the other side. You are the master. Own it. Remember it and call it forth. Perhaps sensory delights. Perhaps time to heal. Perhaps counting blessings. But always remember that joy can come after sorrow and that there's a balance between the good times we want more of and the bad times that we want to let go of. Today I've talked about a few related topics. Time healing wounds, the dichotomy between feeling pain and finding pleasure, and the endurance we must have to sit with uncomfortable feelings until they pass and we transition to a new space in life. We are destined to move forward from this place. Time ordains that, and so we should use our time wisely to help fortify ourselves against the coming storms. Here are some journal prompts to reflect on how you will process feelings while you wait for your situation to change. The first one, write about a time when you thought one thing was going to happen, but instead another thing did. You weren't prepared for it. How did you deal with it? And how do you now see that situation? Second, what sensory pleasures could help you find a touch of peace during uncomfortable times in your life? And the third, write about something good in your life that might have started out badly or with difficulty, but turned out better over time. I hope you find joy once you get out of your forest of thorns. May you feel empowered as you handle your struggles and find moments of solace and clarity when the struggles subside. They will subside. Thank you for joining me and listening to my reflections from the bright side of the beat. Please subscribe and share this podcast with friends and family who may need a brighter perspective on this particular day. Check out my free podcast, head to my website, lettheverseflow.com, or find me on all major podcast apps. I'll be sharing stories, my original poetry, and music playlists that inspire this show. We're in this together. So reach out to me on Instagram.com, lettheverseflow, and let me know what you think and what topics you'd like me to cover. You'll also find extras, like how I create this show and what inspires my music selections and poetry. I hope you'll tune in to Let the Verse Flow to hear my reflections from the bright side of the beat.